What's up, you guys? I'm here with my good friend. And I mean, this time I listen, I say friend every time an episode starts because I believe that every guest is a friend or else they'd say, hell no, I'm not going to be on the Chazway podcast. But this guy actually is my friend. I'm, I'm thinking we're probably 20 years in or so, oh, roughly. Um, this is Sam Stuckey. If you look at his name on here, it says Corny Carney. That's his other name. One of many. Um, but say hi, Sam. Say hi to our friends. How are you doing, friends? It's very nice to be here with Chad's friends. Yay! <laughs> um, so I asked Sam to be on today. Actually, I'm lying. I asked Sam to be on a long time ago. <laughs> and then what happened was <laughs> his hand. <laughs> his hand happened. Um, I, there was an episode a few weeks ago where I was like, our guest couldn't make it. Like, And that was, this is the guy. Um, and this is the hand. Would you like to talk about what happened literally yeah, a minute and so a half I'm before we got on? So I'm sitting down here for Chaz's podcast. I'm getting ready. The Chaz way is all going on. It's all good. I got, I had a nice backdrop. I had lights set up. I had everything set up, ready to go. And I have a drink as I always do my diet, Dr. Pepper, which is, you know, terrible for me, but you know, we love it. And I went to put ice in it and, um, I do walk on a cane out of my back. It's kind of screwed up right now. I'm, I'm all screwed up and I fall onto the Mason jar clam and I basically cut my thumb off. Oh. So, uh, they, uh, they use cadaver tendons to fix that. Did you, you know, so that's dead people. That's like real life. This is a zombie thumb right there. And you see that that is a real life zombie thumb when it starts coming back. I'm very excited about having this. Creepy, creepy and exciting at the same time. <laughs> so, so Sam literally calls me. I mean, I'm sitting right here where I am right now. And he calls and he's like, hey, uh, I just cut my thumb. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like we're about to go on. And he's like, no, I'm on my way to the hospital. I'll, I can send you a picture if you don't believe me. I'm like, of course I believe you, but go get it fixed. And y'all, it was way worse than I thought. And, and I'm not going to post pictures because you'll want to vomit. But he like literally almost severed his whole thumb off. It was barely on. Um, and so fortunately, they they they, they cadaver tendoned some of the tendons back together. Um, yes. And and he is alive and well. He just doesn't have all the use of his thumb. Thumbs yeah. up. There you go. Thumbs up ish. Thumbs <laughs> up ish. Kind of. So um, Sam and I've known each other forever. You guys for, for a really, really long time. Um, I, some of you know, but I've been a, uh, a gentleman's club DJ for a long time. And when I say long time, Sam's got me beat by oh, probably over 10 years. Um, he has been around a really, really long time and he can tell you more about his story, but I know it starts in Corpus Christi, Texas area. Is it Corpus Christi? Yep, yep. 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 Okay. I'm proud of your memory, brother. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, you know, he's got a background there and then he's worked around the Oklahoma city market in the gentleman's club industry as a DJ and an MC for years and years and years. And as I came up in the industry, I knew of Sam as well. Um, and I was fortunate to work at really the number one club in this industry, in this market. And then Sam came on board, uh, with our company as well, back in, um, probably the mid two thousands, if I was guessing, yeah, I've been trying to figure it out. It was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. So it had to be, I mean, it had to be mid 2000s. So yeah. we worked together for a long time. It was always the coolest thing was, I, and we were really, I mean, I'll be honest, like not to sound, there's not a lot that I go, go all in and say I'm really good at, but I've been really fortunate to be a really good DJ in the gentleman's industry and for a really easy. long time. Yes. And, and there are not a lot of those particularly in our market in Oklahoma city. Um, there are a lot of great DJs in a lot of markets, not a ton in ours. And Sam and I have been definitely in the top few 
I would be willing to bet top three or so for years. And, um, but we got to work hand in hand, like side to side, side by side forever and ever and ever. And for years. uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Multiple clubs. And then also in different, in like capacity. So it was always, it was either Sam was the DJ and I was the MC on stage with a mic or vice versa. And the coolest thing about our, our working relationship is that, you know, when you just, it just, it just, it just meshes, it just meshes, you know, and whether it's our, our sense of humor or our, or just the way we, you know, you'd like know what song to play behind whatever's about to happen because it just works. It just has always worked. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that because for me as a DJ, there's nothing more that's such a relief to know somebody gets it because for somebody that's on stage, like if you're the MC and somebody's in the booth, you put a lot of weight on them because you have to hope that they can carry the vibe. And we both have been really fortunate to do that for each other for years. It's been cool. We've both been on the other end when somebody that wasn't one of us was the other side. And it's really difficult to do it. It's very nice when you have somebody that clicks. It is. And I think that makes us appreciate each other so much. So it's been cool for business, but it's also been cool from a friend standpoint. The other awesome thing I think is just to give you a little bit of, of just edification is that uh, the friendship has been in and out of the club. I was out of the industry for eight years. Um, I do work part-time back in the industry. Sam never left yet. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a diehard. Um, and so I, I, I do, I do part-time, uh, DJ in the, in the bars, but I'm back into, to that. Um, this is a part-time gig, you know? And so, but Sam and I never lost, lost contact and Sam's, you know, pursued some other, vi- uh, you know, other visions that he has had. And I've watched Sam grow, um, as it's kind of crazy. You evolve from living this lifestyle, especially when we're younger, that it's like, we're just like wrapped around this. I'll call it the bar life, even though it was just, it's just, it's just work, but it's the life that we live. But there at is some point we get a little, bar. yeah, there is lifestyle. Yeah. But as we get older, you start to evolve kind of out of that and your picture gets bigger. You can paint a picture of what's possible. And so I got to really see you um, really, really like, I think your passion started coming to see other things that were possible. Yes. And so um, that turns me to a great spot where we could segue over to why you're dressed in a very funky shirt and a cool hat. Um, and so a couple of years ago, well, I'll just, I'm just going to bring, I'm just going to give you the floor. Let's start with this. Several years ago, Sam moved out of town and up to Guthrie, Oklahoma onto 50 acres, bunch of cabins on his property. He's an animal lover. His background's so crazy. I hope you'll talk a little bit about that, but I'll stop talking. I'd love to hear some of your background, but I really also want to talk about when you, when you kind of, you know, rewrote what your history, what your story is going to look like. And you took on this new brand. Where did that all come from? Uh, I've tried several different things. I've been in the same business for a really long time. And the thing about being in the bar business, Chaz, as you will know, is you make money and you have a lot of free time. Now, when you're young and you're in the lifestyle that free time is spent in the lifestyle doing foolish things. And as you get older, you realize, Hey, I can make, I can be actually productive in that downtime. And um, so that's kind of what uh, I've tried to do. Uh, my big, my big thing, you were talking about the background. I was also a, a zookeeper for 30 years. As I was working in the bar at night, I was working with wild animals during the day. And I have some crazy stories in that. If you want to go into them, we can always scan because animal stories are always fun. People like them, but, uh, 
I moved out here to the place that I'm at now to build a bed and breakfast slash wild animal park. I've always wanted for 30 years to have my own wild animal park. And I finally bought this place and was able to, to do that. And as I'm building, there were some things changing and I think there's some laws changing and, and all honesty, they haven't changed all that much yet, but they're about to now. So I was about a decade too early in my, uh, but I, I stopped with the wild animal park. I decided that's not going to be for me because I'm, I'm afraid that um, eventually it's going to become illegal. So uh, I switched over and I was looking for different things and I found bounce houses. And that's why I'm dressed like this because I'm the new bounce house king of Oklahoma. Wow. If you if you miss that, he is the bounce house king of Oklahoma. There's a little hyperbole to that, but you know what I mean? It's it's all good. <laughs> I love it. And I can't spell hyperbole and don't even know what it means. So that's awesome in itself. Well, I can use um, big words, Chaz. I don't necessarily know what they all mean either, but I can use <laughs> I love that. So um so okay, so that's super crazy. Interesting about the wild animal park stuff and the in the and having your own your own. I think it's awesome. I've, I have watched you. Um, I know your love for animals and I know that has not died. Like you love yeah. animals. Um, and that's something I admire you about you so much is, is your love for animals. So let's just talk for a little bit about that. Cause I, you, you're humble and you don't talk about it, but you have been a huge part of some wild animal parks. Where did your love for, for wild animals, like cats, for example, I love tigers. Where did your love for those come from? So when I was a kid, just like all the other kids, I went out and I mean, I'm a little redneck kid from little town in Western Oklahoma. I was out catching snakes and lizards and bringing them home. Cause I thought that was cool. We had, we always had uh, horny toads at that time, you know, and uh, just all these different stuff as pets. And I never really lost that. And um, as a teenager, I always had a job. I had a paper route or something, but I always had a job. So I always had money and I'm, wasn't cool enough to have a girlfriend. So I just spent my money on dumb stuff <laughs> and I figured out you could buy higher quality reptiles than what you could catch in your backyard. So I started kind of doing that and I kind of learned to breed some stuff. Uh, I started breeding some frogs and some other stuff and it moved up to uh, uh, I, my first big investment in the animal business was an animal at that time called an Australian, um, what did they call it? Pocket pouch or something. Anyway, it wound up being a sugar glider. And I was one of the first people to import sugar gliders into the United States, me and several other people. And we brought them out and we learned to breed them and we learned a bunch of stuff off of them. And uh, that was my first foray into commercial breeding of exotic animals. And from there, it just kind of blossomed into other stuff. Okay. There wow, you so most of the sugar gliders that you see today, a lot of them were bred in that original from stem back from there wow yes. and and what about um wild animal park stuff and i don't know if i'm using the right terminology with wild animal parks yeah. but um i know that there it, i know there are a few in oklahoma we won't so, put a lot of a lot of talk into it but i know you were a part of some of those uh talk about that so uh <laughs> i was uh, breeding giant sulcata tortoises down in corpus christi and I was called by an outfit that was putting a place together and they called it the Corpus Christi Zoo. And I went out there and looked at it and I said, hey, I had some ideas. And I went out there and I immediately started shouting off ideas and I was willing to put my back where my ideas were and actually put some of them together. And before long, boom, I was in with Corpus Christi Zoo. And from there I had credentials I could go anywhere else. And I've actually been, I'm one of the few people that's actually started from scratch three separate wild animal parks in two different states. And uh, I was working on 
because I did all of that so that I could open my own wild animal park here, but I wound up not going a different right. way. So. Wow. That's awesome. There's three so, different times I've opened wild animal parks and uh, yeah. cool. there's not many people have that uh, resume. What is your favorite wild animal? I've always liked the snakes and the lizards. That's my thing. I've always liked the snakes and the lizards, but as far as wild animals concerned, and kind of what my specialty is, kind of what I'm known for is the big cats, the and mainly the tigers and the, the lions, the, the big stuff. I, I I like the leopards, but they don't usually like me. <laughs> it's funny how you don't get to pick that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they okay. like me. They like. But yeah, I've got a lot. Of, uh, I'm I've known for primarily with uh, with raising the. Uh, big cats and stuff i've been to africa three times working on the cheetah rescue thing over there we went to the largest cheetah breeding facility in the world in south africa i've been there three times and uh it's pretty cool we did some vet care we got to dart some lions and stuff while we were over there and do some vet work on them it's pretty cool wow that's awesome okay so <laughs> so and i'm a huge big cat lover ironically okay i'll tell you this quick story totally like side note so first yes. of all you probably know this about me. I love tigers. That is my favorite, Absolutely. favorite animal. Um, I love tigers. Ironically, I can't stand cats like house cats. Stand. Never, <laughs> never owned one in my life. Well, we, we rent this property we live on here and we moved here just over a year ago. Early May was a year. And when we got this, we're on five acres and there's a, there's a shop. And when we were just about to sign our three-year lease here, the, the property owner, Actually, it was the landlord. She's like, hey, I forgot to mention to you guys. The, the homeowner wanted to make sure you're okay. There's two barn cats. Now, we don't have a barn. It's a shop, but they're called barn cats, right? There's two barn cats. And, and Anna, by the way, not only – I don't want to speak for Anna. She would disagree. She I t she does not like animals. Okay, she, now She'll tell you that's not true. It is true. But the reason <laughs> is because she has severe – I'm coming for you. She has severe allergies and, okay. and she's explained to me, it's not fair for you to say, I don't like animals, but you have to understand. I grew up with such severe an uh, allergies that animals to me equal crazy allergies, you know? And so she's like, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that for me, I have this instant, like she enjoys you know, breathing more than she enjoys seeing the kids. Sure. And I respect <laughs> that. You know, yeah. I just, I, I just like animals. So for me, it's a little, it's hard to, to uh, digest all that, but. So whenever they're like, we have these two barn cats. First of all, my first thought is like, selfishly, I'm like, I don't like cats. For, actually, let me be honest. I hate cats. I don't even like the word hate. I hate cats. Second of all, I'm like, I don't want to take care of them. My third thought is like, Anna's darn sure not going to be down with this. But I really liked the house, you know, and I really liked the property. So I'm like, how do we compromise? And so Anna's like, well, that's fine, but I don't want anything to do with them. So long story short or longer, we, we, we said yes. And so the deal was like, they obviously they don't come in the house. They roam the property a little bit. They stay really close. Like our, our, we're on five acres. The house is pretty much right in the middle shops, right next, right outside 10 feet away. And, uh, and they really do live in the shop. They're, they're kitty litter box in the shop, their water and their foods in the shop. They live in the shop. The truth is these cats are super cool and I've gotten to like them a lot. Like they're so cool. They're, they're calm. They're chill. They like to hang. They'll follow us. Back will be out riding his dirt bike or I'll be mowing and I'll look back and they're kind of, kind of sort of curious what you're doing. Yeah. They're just cool, man. But there's one part that's interesting. And that is that we've started noticing coyotes around and Sam, we're down to one cat. Oh, coyotes are bad this year. Yeah. And, um, 
And I, at least I'm not heartbroken because I, I did. I started this journey not liking cats. Right. But the cool thing is the one there's two cats and one of them was my favorite. So when we moved in, they were named Sadie and Grace, but they're very similar looking. So we've called them both Sadie Grace because we don't know which one's which we really don't. We still don't know. So now Sadie Grace is still alive because the other Sadie Grace is gone. And we're I'm almost positive the coyotes took him took her. My my point of the story is I don't like domestic cats, but I kind of like this barn cat and it keeps little snakes and rodents away. So I've learned to keep the mice away. If you keep the mice away, it'll keep the snakes away. So it all works out. And I absolutely despise of snakes, which I know you're a fan of snakes. I am not a fan of snakes. Braxton would love for them to be all over. I freaking can't. Uh -uh. I'm, I don't like snakes. So, (laughs) so I wanted to share all that pointless information with you because it's kind of cool that there's a cool, a cool cat around. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And the more you get to hang out with that cat and see its personality, the more it'll win you over. You don't like cats because you don't know cats. (laughs) Because I think that's what's blown my mind is that they really do have a personality. There, they really do have a personality. It's really. They can be little jerks. I mean, they can they can be little jerks when they want to because you know that's what they do. Yeah. Okay, so. Tell me, uh, tell me, I have, I want, there's two things I want to know about animals and then we'll move on. But one okay. is what is your coolest, I mean, the coolest, coolest, coolest cat story you've got over all your years of experience with cats. What's the coolest one? Okay. The cat story would have to be, uh, like you've been around a chihuahua that doesn't know its size or, uh, like a big great Dane that wants to get in your lap because it doesn't understand size. Like sure. animals don't. Don't put that together. It's the same thing with tigers. And um, the reason keepers get hurt with tigers is not due to usually aggression by the tigers. It's usually size difference. Like when you and I were to see each other, two old friends, we'd be like, hey, Chaz, how you doing? And we would shake hands. Well, you wouldn't shake that hand, but you might shake that hand. You know what I mean? Well, tigers don't have hands. They just bash their heads into each other. That's that's how they greet each other. They headbutt each other. Boom. That's friendly tiger stuff. Well, that's all well and good if you're a 600-pound tiger headbutting a 600-pound tiger. But when you're a 200-pound tiger, you know what I'm saying, and you get headbutted, it, it does hurt. Wow. But I had this uh, this cat. His, uh, his name was Thor, and Thor I had raised as a baby. And Thor was well over 700 pounds, and he was just the sweetest thing in the whole world. He just loved everybody. And I was in a cage with him one time, and with the pins, uh, the way we built the pins is you use a four-inch metal pipe for the uprights and then you fill that with concrete and I just make sure that no tiger can push that over you know what I'm saying it's just a safety thing right so that's how solid that pipe is well I'm leaned up against that pipe and here comes Thor over to, and we're petting and we're playing and we're playing and Thor tries to get in my lap and this cat weighed 700 pounds and he had my leg pinned up against that concrete filled pipe jazz like this pushed up against it and he's pushing as hard as he can he's he's not just 700 pounds he's 700 pounds of muscle so he's got all this power he's shoving as hard as he can he's doing nothing malicious he's trying to get in my lap and love me in reality he's about to break my leg you know what i mean and that was a that was a rough that was a you know an interesting deal for me to get out of that once i finally got out of that that was the last time i got in the cage with thor even though he was still a friendly cat he was now dangerous because of his overzealous love does that make yeah. sense so we became a through the fence relationship from that but that's really one of the craziest stories i've had that is wild um <laughs> how about it did you have a scary story i mean that is a little bit scary but scary I, that was scary like non-maliciously I've had, I've had scary stories with any kind of animal like i've been bit by there's not much of an animal that you can name that hasn't been bit i had my left bicep ripped by a black leopard i was knocked unconscious by a black bear uh 
I was almost disemboweled by a water buffalo. <laughs> like I've got some stories, Chess. <laughs> you, you do. You have so many. Okay, so so <laughs> I have a hundred stitches from the top of my head to my feet. I have over a hundred stitches from just monkey bites. Only the monkeys, not not anything else. Just monkey bites. I've had over a hundred stitches. Really. <laughs> It's been a crazy time, brother. <laughs> wow, that's insane. So, um, one of the things uh, that I one of the one of the animal things I think two things um, when it comes to animals is that um, I love there's 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 uh, maybe they're tortoises, maybe they're turtles. So correct me. You had I don't think you have any at all anymore, but you had some very large. Were they turtles or tortoises? <laughs> The tortoise is a turtle that doesn't go in the water. All of his feet are flat, Chess. Okay. <laughs> if you were to put my tortoises in the water, they would sink to the bottom and drown. I have desert tortoises. They're called sulcatas, okay. and they're very large. They're the third largest tortoise species on the planet. Okay. Sulcata, is that's the type? S-U-L-C-A-T-A. Okay. You don't have any anymore? I have one female. She's pretty good size. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that you had, uh, and may still have is African crested porcupine. <laughs> I have one left. Yes. Yes. Real? Is it a uh, big one? My, yes. My big male just passed away about two months ago and he was 24 years old and that's pretty old for an African crested porcupine. Okay. But I've got the female still. And, okay. uh, yeah, they have big quills. Yeah. Huge quills. I remember being at your house years ago and I remember seeing, one of them or probably a few at the time you had a couple of them and i that those quills are just insane and they're the coolest looking quills i remember you gave you had one and it, they're I amazing it's it's a I'm, if we were talking about it i wish i would have grabbed one and had one out here for you to look at because they're really cool there's bigger on as a pencil there yeah. uh, it's an interesting looking quill it's not just a, so cool it's very cool yeah so anyways that's awesome okay um moving away from animals the bounce house king of Oklahoma. Now I'm going to say this because I don't ever, because we're going to get into some business talk now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to challenge your business talk. Like this is, I love this stuff. Okay. But I'm going to encourage you to just be the bounce house king and not the bounce house king of Oklahoma, because I know, you know, where I, I know your vision and it's way bigger than Oklahoma. Yes. So is. this is the bounce house king that we're talking to. And where did that come from and where is it going? I want to know where, like, where did the idea come from? And then let's so, go from there. All right. So on this big piece of property that I have, uh, I've got plenty of room to do whatever I want to on it. And uh, I had a big 4th of July thing out here, brought my family out. And for that, I built a bunch of giant sized games. Like I built giant dice and I had giant Jenga and anything that I can think of that was a little kid's game that I can make a giant sized version. I did like Kerplunk, the marbles game, you know, the marbles game, Kerplunk, you know, where you pull uh -huh. the little sticks out, the marbles come down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made an eight foot tall one that used beach balls. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like wow. that. Right? It was just cool. I, I, I'm very creative and I like to do stuff like that. And I got this great idea. Hey, I'm going to start renting these giant games out to people's backyard parties. I think that's great. We'll come to find out there's no market for that at all. <laughs> there is a market for bounce houses and then you can add the giant games as add-ons. So they're a niche of a niche market. Okay. So I, I, I started off in this little tiny market right here, realized it wasn't there and realized I needed this other thing to go. So uh, boom, we, uh, 
I grabbed some used bounce houses. I got everything I didn't need. I got all the wrong stuff in the beginning because that's how I do things. Please. And uh, <laughs> got ready and um, fish. I got hurt. So I had to slow it down a little bit. And we waited a year. And I learned a whole bunch of stuff in that year that I didn't open. And then the next year, boom, we were going to open. And we opened on May the 1st. And we were shut down by May the 15th because of COVID. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> My first year in was a, a year and a half long, and uh, boom, it lasted 15 days. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I think we grow the most in adversity, you know, so that's okay. And, and, and then so what has happened, like, going through the struggles of that season of your your 15-day season one, right? Like, where where have you – like, first of all, you talked about all the learning you did. And and let's, like, talk about that for a minute because you had some options. I, I don't ever like to give COVID a lot of energy because it just doesn't deserve it, frankly. Um, right. Good or bad, it just doesn't deserve it. Uh, but for I me, I feel like I really rose through COVID. I think you have an opportunity to, like – or had the opportunity to, to, to go whatever direction you chose through COVID. For me, I chose to – blinders on – straightforward, positive, make your way through this. We're going to come out on top. And that's what I chose to do, which is why I, I did exactly that. I came out on top and the people that chose that route mindset have won. I think you yes. won through COVID. Uh, doesn't mean it wasn't a serious thing to some degree for some people. Uh, but those who chose to have the right mindset grew through it. And so it sounds like in that downtime and also you being hurt, um, See, okay, yeah, so so I've already had a little practice doing that because the year before uh, I had a dolly break and that was the first time I hurt my back, which is an injury that has recurred now. Okay, right. so that was the first time, and um, I was on my back for quite a while then, and I decided, man, I'm just not gonna. These bounce houses are heavy. I'm just gonna push this whole thing back here because I don't really know what I'm doing. And as I learned, I learned all the things that I did wrong. So I could correct a lot of them before I even opened to the public. So that was yeah. kind of cool. I took that time to do that. And I used that time right there to come up with a lot of this. Yeah. Um, my All my marketing and stuff, I got to sit down and learn about marketing. And it's just something that you don't really, when you're running a business, especially a, a new business, you're so busy running the business that you don't have time to learn all the other skills that you need to make the business successful. Yeah. So I could actually focus on the marketing while I wasn't marketing and actually learn it before I went out there. And I think that really helped me out a lot. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. I think it, uh, probably something that w was one of your greatest assets that perhaps you might have over may have not worked out if you hadn't had that injury, you know? So exactly. Exactly. It's, it's really a, a blessing. Always something. Guys. Yeah. So um, through that learning the marketing stuff, it makes me wonder what was the name inflatable carnival always going to be the name. Okay. So with the name, I was just looking, I wanted something to rhyme and I wanted to either have the word bounce or inflatable or jump in it. Right. And so I like multisyllable rhymes. So I just came up with inflatable carnival because those names kind of rhyme a little bit. And that's all it was. It was just a name it was just inflatable carnival and it just kind of rhymed. And that's all, there was no, nothing branded. It was just two names that kind of rhymed. And, um, I watched a Netflix documentary on the circus and I, and I realized the carnival and the circus were kind of together in the beginning of things and everything just clicked. I saw a guy with the hat and I said, boom, that's it right there with this derby hat. I saw the carnival barker had the derby hat. I went, okay. So then we, we made the logo look more like a circus. We came up with the red and white stripes. I became the, the carnival barker for this whole thing. And we just went to town after that and um, step right up, step right up and welcome to the inflatable carnival, the greatest party on earth. And this is the greatest show on earth 
from the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. I stole all of it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And <laughs> listen, a lot of a lot of business builders and entrepreneurs listen to this show, and I think it's great. I think it's great, like making hopefully some mental notes or some jotting down some notes that that th- that's okay. Like it's a, like first of all, marketing huge, so important easy to drop the ball. But also secondly, like think about what you have done with that. Like you, you say, Hey, I stole all of it. Well, what you've done is you've taken something that worked before it's worked huge for so many years and you've just reinvented it a little bit, you know, and you've made it work for you. You've just kind of, you know, repurposed it in a way that works for you. And I think that's awesome. I love what you're doing. And frankly, until you told me that one-on-one, you know, probably a year ago, m- however long ago, I wouldn't have known that. Now, obviously there's similarities you see, you know, with Absolutely. Like circus Absolutely. master or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, so tell me what, like, where are you now? Fast forward to today with your business. I know that you had a phenomenal 2022, 21, I guess, uh, the we, tail end of 21 was great. Where are you now? Here we are summer of 22. Two, the two last years were insane growth as they were just grow that that's the whole point of this was to just grow 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 get as big as we can the more inventory of the business that i have the more inventory you have the more you can rent the more you can make that's just the way it goes right the more the more 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 and we were all set up ready to go this year is my year this is the year that it is going to take off and that's the year my back injury goes back in and i'm back on my back again Okay, well, da, 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 da. I took a little. The other one, they got me up running around a lot better three years ago. This time, I'm still on the cane. They don't have me up running around as good as I once was. So, and that's part of the reason that I did this is because I'm not very sturdy on the cane and I fell. But um, so we are putting the brakes on this year. We're still doing stuff, we're still doing big stuff, but we're not doing nearly the projected what we were going to do. And that's okay. I, I've completely been, we've, we've gone just bang, 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 bang for the last two years. And this year was going to just set up and you know what, we're going to limp through this year and we're going to set up next year. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And I'm totally okay with that because Good. sometimes life hands you lemons and you've just got to roll with the punches. It's not always about beating it. Sometimes it's about rolling with the waves and this yeah. year it's about rolling with the waves and I'm okay with that. Good. Well, it sounds like you've really come to an understanding that that's maybe exactly what you're supposed to do this year. And that's totally okay. Because also during this year, just get better. Not physically. I mean, get physically better. Yes. But get better at your crafts too. Oh, absolutely. And I've got other things that I want to do that if we were as busy as I thought we would be, I wouldn't have time to do the other things that are going to propel later on. Yeah. Hey, so if somebody wants, um, like your experience is way bigger and what I mean by your experience is the inflatable carnival is way bigger than, you know, somebody calls uh, Joe blows um, inflatable. Right. Company. So what, what does it look like if somebody wants to rent an inflatable, just walk me through that process. First of all, where would they find you online? Inflatablecarnival.net is our uh, website. Uh, I'm a terrible tech guy, but I've got most of the stuff up on it, okay. <laughs> uh, but we have great tech. We have great, we have a great website. Um, you type in the date that you want and it'll only show you the stuff that's available on that date. So you won't be looking at something and be like, man, I really want this. Oh, I got this pirate ship over here. I really want this pirate ship. Well, it's booked out on Timmy's birthday. So you put Timmy's birthday in first and it only shows you what is available for that. That's day. awesome. And that, that's very helpful for both sides. Yeah, that's incredible. Okay. So you go to the website, inflatablecarnival.net 
and it's going to, and you put in the date and it's going to show you the, the different, and you have so, it's so many themes, like a pirate ship to, I mean, give me like five or six different crazy, different types that we're not just talking about a bounce house. You guys talk about we, some of the we options. We have the regular bounce houses, which are quite popular. A bounce house with a slide on it is called a combo. And we have multiple, uh, that's one of our more popular things because it gives you more than just a bounce house. It's a bounce house and a slide in the same unit. And that gives kids plenty of things to do. That's one of our most popular units. We have uh, the water slides. We have the little water slides for the little kids. We have the great big monster water slides if the adults want to play on them or the kids are, you know, going crazy. We've got the obstacle courses. We've got the bungee runs. We've got the joust. We've got the boxing. We've got any kind of interaction. We've got foosball. Uh, we've got so much stuff, Chaz. It's, it's, all, it's, it's all fun. Every bit of it's fun. And besides the just all the bounces, all the crazy bounces, we have a full snow cone, cotton candy, uh, popcorn machines we got a hot dog roller uh we can do movies outside we we're full-fledged we we've got some tents we've got some chairs and tables we're a full-fledged party rental company anything you want from your party we can provide that that's incredible so if somebody wants to you know they want to throw a party for their their teen or yeah let's scale it back there they got like this 10 year old birthday party right and and they they want to have this huge party they want to include some inflatables they don't even know where to start it sounds to me like not only can they get their inflatables, but they can also get some tables and chairs and maybe a tent. And maybe if they want to do hot dogs and popcorn and snow cones, you literally could bring the party, not just the bounce house, but the party to them. Absolutely. We have a speaker they can Bluetooth their phone to if they want to have some tunes for their party. We can do anything you need to do. I love that. And that's an inflatable carnival.net. Yes. Yes, it is. That's exciting. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. All right. And so. Yeah. And so, so like, are you, are you love what you're doing? Cause like the other thing is the, let, let's spin this a little bit to the character of corny Carney. Cause we, we haven't really talked about that, but there is, there is that stick also that goes with the brand. Let's talk about the character and how that came to be. So the, when I saw the documentary, I saw the Derby hat and I'm like, man, I really like that hat. That's, that's really going to be the genesis of the, of the character is the hat. And so uh, we got the hat and I tried several different outfits on and I finally had an outfit that stuck and I liked it. It's not this one, but it's similar to this. Uh, at the first, I had the outfit was all I had. I didn't have a name. And the name of this guy was Birthday Bert. That's a terrible name, Chaz. Because yeah. I figured I'd do birthday parties. So I was going to be Birthday Bert. That's a terrible name. I'm so glad I didn't go with first impressions. I'm really glad too. I'm really glad. <laughs> Birthday Bert. That's one of the worst things I've ever come up with. <laughs> but um, uh, so I don't really know. I always like the name Carney and I was trying to come up with something like, like when I was a kid, I was in the Kiss Army and they sent you a dog tag. And I remember that was back to the comic books and you sent them the $3 or the $5 or whatever it was. And they sent you back a dog tag and it said Kiss Army and had your name on it. And I wanted something like that for maybe the inflatables. I was trying to think of something like, maybe I'm just going to call these people Carnies because Carney is kind of a, kind of an insult to call somebody a carny. That means you're kind of a liar, you know? Sure. And uh, I'm like, someone call people carnies. Like, come be a carny, come be a carny. And that never really worked out or whatever. And we were just kind of talking and corny, somebody called me corny or something like that. I'm the corny carny. The corny carny. That's the greatest thing because it's two double negatives. Like being called corny is a terrible thing. And being called a carny is a terrible thing. And you put them together and it makes something wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. And one of the things I like about it is that, um, maybe it's a double negative, but also it's, it's very, um, 
it's very um it's very slapstick if you will like it's not yes. the character is very silly it's very uplifting and and i don't know how much you want to dive into like the layers of what you've created for this with you know the coloring stuff and the i mean there is not only is there is i mean do you want can we go there is that public sure. like yeah i mean so so you've created so much to go along with that character and with the inflatable carnival as well but it's all very um it's a really positive character. And I think it's something that like, I think could get easily get overlooked. Um, so if you want to maybe share a little bit about like maybe your vision of what you could see, like if you were to think three to five years from now, if you were having a conversation about that character, where, where is that character? Cause I think it's, it's pretty big. It's uh, I've, I've got a lot going on with this whole thing. I've got a whole little universe stuck up in my head and I would like to do um some kind of a children's programming, be that a cartoon or a, a live action or a puppet show, something along those lines. And I'm kind of working to that, to that extreme with this whole thing. Um, I'm old. And when I was a kid on television, we had the McDonald land gang. Do you, do you remember that Chaz? Do you remember I, that? I do. Was Cause I'm to- not nearly as old as you, but I am old ish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I told her the Hamburglar. The right? Hamburglar the same, and all those guys. And uh, so I've kind of created a whole uh, gang of friends for Corny Carney to interact with. Uh, Popcorn the Party Bear is my best friend. We have a, the world's greatest superheroes are Idol, and that's Hot Dog the Blue Coyote. And we have uh, Snow Cone Cold is our DJ because you got to have a DJ, you know. And, uh, yeah. and we have a girl who is uh, Candy Cotton, and we have an enemy named the Party Pooper. <laughs> and we have to defeat the evil party pooper to make the party work, you know. So okay. it's, all, it's very campy and very silly, and there's a lot of dad jokes. And uh, I, Perfect. this is just my little thing that I like. Yeah, I love it, dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So I'm very silly. I think it's awesome, and I love I love your creativity, man. I I, I we, you and I talk often about kind of the vision of because we've both kind of gone in a few different directions with business, and it's been fun over the years to just to be able to champion for each other, you know? Yes. And everything that you've done up to this point is helping you with your real estate Yeah, and everything that I've done up to this point with all the other stuff, you know what I mean? Is all helping me here now. And it's, it's interesting to see all of that. Hey, this, I did this thing. It didn't work out for me, but I can use those skills that I learned over there here and go. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And you know, what's (laughs) crazy. Like I don't ever, like I don't, uh, yeah, and I won't apologize for talking about me for a second. I, I was going to apologize in advance, but I'm not going to. Uh, um, what's crazy is like I started DJing at 18 years old, you know, and uh, and then I and then you know a few years later got into the bar business and and DJed and as we already talked about earlier. But I have to tell you, like, what's brought me the most joy over the last year or two is starting a podcast, and oh. I had no clue. Not, I mean, first of all, I had no clue I would ever do a podcast, but I had no clue the networking it would bring me, the relationships I'd build, or more importantly, the relationships that I've built over the last four or five years doing these other businesses that were like my, the my like I was hanging everything in these buckets that I were like we're gonna be my future, even though it didn't end up turning out that way. I was building these relationships, I was learning yep. and growing. You can still get to that bucket. That bucket may not have done what you wanted it to, but you can still get to that bucket. Absolutely. So it was like, yeah. it still was trickling to where I ended up wanting, you know, to, to not the end all be all. Cause I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not at the end all. Like I'm, I'm a, always evolving, you know, and just like you, 
Um, but it's interesting how it's taking me. It's it's continuously evolving to a place. And here I am now with a podcast. And then I have relationships with people and the people I've met and the growth that I've had. And and so it's interesting how it just intertwines and continuously you get to grow. And, and like you said, really, you do evolve. And it takes you to where your business is now having success because of some of the experiences you've had. And, and same with me with real estate and with podcasting. You know, it's, it's really wild. Um it's it's just fun. It's it's fun to evolve, you know. I'm proud of your podcast. I listen to several of them. They're very good. You, you do very well. It's, you're leading this. You're leading this conversation very well too. By the way, thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, so what I what I would love to know as we kind of close things up here is, what do you want to see for the inflatable carnival and for Corny Carney and for his sidekicks? In the next 365 days. And this is a great time to ask that because we're mid-May. So we're like a year from now, you sh- you're you rocking and rolling. Because the reality is this is a season of, like, this is your season, mm-hmm. you know. So where are you a year from May, now? May, June, like, July is the, is the hot season for what I do for this yeah. business. And by the way, again, humble, you won't say this. But last year I watched, I watched you think you were going to have one busy quarter, like, not a calendar quarter, but May, June, July, your quarter, your May, June, July was May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Oh shit. It's January. Oosh. We're still doing good. <laughs> you we, know, we were, we had crazy. It was insane. I was totally expecting to stop by October. Halloween was going to be my last month. And we were hanging and banging in September and in, in, uh, December and January. I, I know. Can <laughs> it was the coolest thing to see you just constantly. It's like, Oh my gosh, the phone's still ringing. The, the gigs are still coming. The bookings are still showing up. So it was so cool to see. So, but really like, like in, in all honesty, like from serious business to also vision, where do you want to be in just one year from now? I mean, truly, truly, where do you want to be? All things considered with a few little setbacks and adjustments and, and adapting. It, uh, so uh, in the business that I'm at, people don't really set themselves apart right? It's the bounce house business and you're just in the bounce house. Hey, I got bounce houses. Come and see me. I might be so-and-so. I might be this. I might be, you know, jumping this and bouncing this and, you know, whatever. But I'm just bounce houses. Come get bounce houses for me and go on. I'm really trying to come up with a brand and have the brand be the thing people to think oh my gosh they don't want to think bounce house party. They want to think inflatable carnival party. Yeah. And I'm a big Gary V fan as are you. And he says brand over everything. So I have just, I have really pushed brand over everything in, in all the advertisements that I do, everything like this. It's been brand first, bounce houses second. And in the beginning, that's a really slow way of building stuff. Because if I would have just hit bounce houses like everybody else, I could have grown faster. But what I did was I laid those foundation for this brand. And it is, I have one of, if not the strongest brand in the entire country for bounce houses. And I'm kind of yes. proud of that. In, in just a couple of years, I've built yeah. that. So. I'm kind of proud of that. And I just want to continue that on. I want to, uh, I do a lot of the animations and a lot of the videos and stuff, but I'm kind of under the weather now. I mean, my back is all screwed up, so I can't do much lifting. So I can at least do stuff on the phone. And now i got my hands screwed up, so I can't do stuff on the phone right now, but uh, uh, it'll come. My day will come back and we'll, we'll get this. And uh, I, uh, I have a ton of, of ideas. I, I, but I don't want to spoil too much. So I'm not going to say too much, but okay. is, is this thing is going to get big. That's all I have to say is yeah. this thing is going to get big. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, dude, I appreciate your time. It's so funny. We've been really, really, really trying to do this this podcast for so long. And it's funny because it's there's been other setbacks. And then the last one was, you know, shoving a piece of glass in your hand, trying to cut your thumb off. And if, listen, if you needed an excuse that day, you could have just been like, hey, dude, I can't do it. <laughs> but, like, no, but I can't do it. Right, just like, oh, let's just cut the thumb. See what we get. Yeah. i got one better than just saying no i'll just show him but uh yeah it just makes for more of a story i reckon and i don't i don't think i told you this but whenever so i always like to get an email from whoever's going to be the guest because i like to i like to email over like a a calendar invite and so your email address is like wild sam stuck here wild sam something right yeah so i had already built all the images in fact i'll probably still use them so i i build not built like uh so in terminology, so like not built like a house, but I build as in like I created and I promote, I was already building like the, the images and everything for this podcast yeah. as wild Sam Stuckey prior to knowing you were going to cut your thumb off. Like, so the funny, it's not funny, but it's so funny that like I had already created the images and stuff for this <laughs> podcast. Oh, that's we ever went on the air. And because, because when I saw your email address was wild, I said, Oh, like I'll play off that. I know we're going to talk about animals. We'll talk about right. the inflatable carnival. And so I was like, Oh, wild Sam Stucky. It works. Like, so I, I, I have them. Like, that's what we'll probably, I'll probably still use the same ones. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah uh, yes. and it's just so funny that it was like, again, funny, not funny, but it's like, Oh, well, how freaking fitting is this? You know, it's wild. All right. So it is wild. This is the wildest podcast. You this full contact podcasting going on. Chaz, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so dude, I appreciate it. I believe that the rest of the year will be great. I think next year is going to be awesome. And, and I want to tell you as we close, I want to tell you just on a personal note, it's really cool to see you be able and willing to overcome adversity because um, you've always been adaptable. Like you make things work. I get it. You're, you're, you're great at that but also to see your spirit be willing to do that and not get too down because there it's easy to get down. And you've been there. We've both been there many times. We'll be there again. Cause we're not perfect, but I just, it's really cool to see you willing to go, you know what? Like, Hey dude, like this is just a season. We'll make it through. We'll keep pushing forward. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. For yes. Sure. Thanks and for keeping being the on. Positive. Keeping where, the positive. Can, where can they find you once again? Website is what? Inflatablecarnival.net. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We, uh, I'm not putting out a lot of videos this year just because, but I, we do really funny videos on Facebook. If you uh, want to check us out sometime. Okay. And, and I'll, uh, I'll put all that is, stuff in the description too. Absolutely. June the 10th through the 12th, come together because we're doing the Renaissance fair and I'm going to be there with a the big pirate thing. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> big pirate thing. Guthrie, Oklahoma. Sounds good. Well, I won't be there, but everybody else can show up. How about that? That's perfect. <laughs>